the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Continue to enjoy your best lawn ever with Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Contact them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025 or online, LawnDoctor.com. A lot more summer ahead plus the fall. Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island, your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call for a free quote today, 401-392-1025. Find out also about keeping your family safe from ticks and mosquitoes, Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island. Check out their website. It's LawnDoctor.com or call today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. It's John DePietro on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. It is Tuesday. It is July 20th. Finally, what would seemingly going to be a beautiful day. Um, Boy, it's hard to ignore, folks. The month of July has been, uh, it's been terrible. It has been. Listen. It is what it is. We've all gone through it together. It's been terrible weather. Sometimes I wonder when I would see people that would, uh, you know, go to like Aruba during the summertime. And I think, why would you go to Aruba in the summertime? And sometimes people go to Caribbean type vacations because I think it's, why would you go there when, you know, we have sun around here. It's summertime here. That to me is more of a, a fall or winter destination until you get the type of summer that we've been having. And then it makes all the sense in the world why somebody might venture off to a place uh, like Aruba. But the good news is it is going to be a, uh, a nice day, and hopefully we'll, we'll start to get some of the wetness out of July behind us. Now, there's another point um, that I want to mention and bring up, and I know this is not popular, but folks, you have to watch and look at what's happening with, I, I know some people think it's over, but it's not, but COVID around the country because this variant is bad. And right now, there are a number of people listening to me on either AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. And, you know, you are saying, I didn't get the vaccine. I didn't need to get it. It's gone. All I would suggest you do is check the news and see what's going on in Tennessee and see what's going on in Oklahoma and see what's going on in different states. Because, And I know that people feel they're tired of it. They don't want to hear any more about it, but it, it's it's not over. The numbers are very, very high, and the hospitals are starting to get full. And it's filled with people who didn't get the vaccine. Now, even if you get the vaccine, people are getting sick that are getting exposed to the variant. But the difference is the people that had the vaccine are not dying from the variant. There are still people dying of COVID. I know people don't want to hear this. And I know this is going to turn some people off. But all I would suggest, now we're in July. Last summer, the numbers were dying down, right? I'm telling you right now, this fall and winter, uh, it's going to be bad again. And I know people, I say that reluctantly, but it's still spreading. And I get people that say, I don't get it. You know, the Yankees, the Yankees, a lot of them got the... um, you know, a lot of the Yankees, they got the vaccine and then they still tested positive. Well, we don't know about the, var- the, the variant, but, but the person that sent that to me because I was communicating with them, yeah, but the Yankees are not dying in the hospital, right? They're young and physically strong and, and, and look at that. So they did get the vaccine and then they were exposed to the variant. And so they came down with COVID, but it was not, they were test- they're testing them all the time. My point is you have to decide. And by the way, this is all everyone's going to make their own decisions. If you're listening right now and you don't believe in it, I met someone not long ago that said, oh, I've only worn a mask three times. No, nope, I don't believe in it. Well, again, we are at the point where, to me, the, these are all individual decisions, right? If, if, if you don't want to get the vaccine, just you just have to know the risk. Just know the risk that no one is dying that got the vaccine and then people can dismiss it people describe the mass as the face diaper and everything else but it's very logical if someone is near you in church and they have a cough or a cold and if they're wearing a mask the the chances of you contracting it are limited not impossible but certainly 
it limits it. That's all I'm saying. And I know people don't like the masks, but I'm telling you, look at what's going on in parts of the country. High percentage of people who refuse and won't get the vaccine. That's that's all I'm suggesting. And then you decide and do what you want to do. Now, folks, there's more fallout with all um, the, the critical race theory, it, as much as it's being denied, and we're going to hear from the, the, the teacher in Rhode Island that's making so much news that wrote that great op-ed piece, is if you make everything about race, everything will become about race. And there's nothing constructive about it. It's wrong. Uh, it's not living in the present. It is having people focus on things that happened before they were even alive, before their families, grandparents, parents were even alive, and making that everything. You, they are. This is doing so much damage. They're gonna teach people that you know if you're driving in your car and you're a person of color and you're stopped, the only reason the police officer is stopping you is because of your color. If you are a, a young girl and you're a person of color and you're playing in a basketball game. And the ref calls, blows the whistle, calls a foul. Why do you think they called the foul and they blew the whistle? Because you're a person of color. This is going to seep in everywhere. This is, you You mark my words, this fall, there's going to be fights and altercations at games. They're going to start to attack referees. They're going to start to, I don't, I don't know, I, don't, I haven't heard anything about baseball. But definitely football, basketball, those types of things are definitely going to start to be scrutinized. And it's all going to be... You know, a white ref called a foul or a white ref said that the team of color didn't make the first down or the person, the person of color stepped out of bounds. I, I am telling you, if you make everything about race, everything becomes about race. I think this business of and it's so displaced because in certain schools, the only thing they really should be focusing on is math and English. If kids can't master that. If children can't read at an eighth grade level, why are you teaching them that there were slave ships in Newport in 1690? If children can't do the math of an eighth grader or the English of or write and read at an eighth grade level, I, all these other subjects that you're trying to introduce them to, we're talking basics now. I'm not saying getting an A. I'm just saying able to do C minus work. How about even a D? A D minus is passing. So they can't even do that. Let's focus on that and then give them a basic understanding of history. And then we can start to go into some of these more controversial subjects. All right. A lot more ahead. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. 508. 336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals, 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time, full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession, MEGA professionals. Call them today, 508-336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. 
Summer's here. You want to stay nice and healthy for you and your family? Pop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401-305-3585. It's My Health, right in that old white church, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. It's My Health, where you're going to find vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like Isae, honey, maple syrup, Octave Skin Brushes, also over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas. It's My Health, where you'll find hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use, natural skin care products, hair care care products, essential oils, body oils, and soaps. It's My Health. Stop it and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, or call her 401 305 3585. Shop local and stay healthy with It's My Health right across the street from Davenport Restaurant. The John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, which is depietro.com. It's time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining me right now is Justin Katz, managing editor for anchorrising.com. Justin, let's start off. You wrote a great, great uh, post about this, but, um, this situation down in, in Westerly and regarding critical race theory, um, it's just a, I, I have some thoughts on it. It amazes me that, you know, it's so rare, as you know, as someone who has covered and attended uh, school committee meetings, public meetings, when you would just think that when, when you do get the public's attention and get people to come out and it's not easy to do that, that they'd be a little more welcoming. Instead, I, I just seem to see so many of these that are taking place and it's just it's nothing short of just hostility towards the people that are coming and it it, it really kind of to me you know is kind of showing the fact that many times they prefer the public not engaged and they prefer that they're just there kind of amongst themselves but let's start off with um exactly what you wrote about with westerly and critical race theory well, in, in Westerly, what you had was a resident, Robert Tradio, uh, I might be saying that wrong, I'm sorry, um, he, who, who he actually took legislation that Representative Patricia Morgan had put in uh, attempting to, to ban, it doesn't say critical race theory at all in it, it's to, to ban a teaching of divisive concepts. And if you read the, read the list of things uh, in the, the resolution, it's really banning um, banning racism you can't teach that one race is better than another one race individuals because of their skin color are this or that or the other thing that's what it would say you're not allowed to teach that but the reaction you get is as if you're telling them you cannot teach about racism you can't teach american history you can't teach anything like that and what's striking two things are very striking about the whole thing you get uh, like the the westerly teachers association president colleen sayla i think um used rhetoric oh we have to teach the good the bad and the ugly these are exactly phrases and if you if you you don't even have to watch the whole thing if you kind of jump through the video and and watch different different comments from the people who are who are, who are opposing this right this uh, resolution, they come directly from talking points that national progressive organizations and national teachers unions are pushing down to to that level. And so you, you've got clear talking points that distract from the issue deliberately. The talking points, uh, legal insurrection, and I wrote about it on Anchor Rising, uh, have links to talking points to do exactly this, to direct away from what these resolutions really are doing. And it's the second thing related to that that's really striking is that the news stories don't even inquire. I mean, you would think as an example, here is one of the quote divisive concepts that are going to be banned. And they don't do that, I think, because if they did that, people would see, actually, I agree with banning that because that's just racism. Uh, and so those are the, the really striking things. And I think you're, you're completely correct about the the desires of, uh, of especially local school, uh, local school committees and town councils and such, uh, that this is why they loved the using Zoom during COVID because they didn't have to see the public. What they want is what I used to see when I was first getting involved and politics hadn't really heated up in my town, which was, I don't know, a dozen or so regulars who went to every meeting and 
they, if they come, came up to comment at all, they would say, oh, you guys are doing a wonderful job. Here's a slight yeah. idea I have. You know, it was almost like a, a coffee social or something, getting together. They like that kind of activity. What they don't like is people actually making them make the difficult decisions or push back against the insiders like the unions. And so what you see, as uh, as Bob and Patricia both told me in Westerly and at the State House, what you see is this deliberate uh, action in, in Westerly's case by the superintendent and school committee to get the union and get this local anti-racism group active to get there and give them an excuse to do what they want to do, which is to, to I guess, uh, continue teaching racism in the schools. Folks, again, our segment is politics this week. Justin, how do you think the local media coverage has been of, uh, of some of these types of episodes, especially like a, a Westerly situation? Well, I think local tends to be better than say national, but, um, but the, they still, they ignore what the resolutions actually do, which is really the news. I mean, they're not digging into things that, for example, I've, I've also written out about um, the Thomas B. Fordham Institute is a, a national think tank. And they just recently put out a, a, they read every state's standards for U.S. history and for civics and graded them. Rhode Island got an F. So that would be relevant to me, right? If if the teachers union is up there saying we have to teach the good and the bad, you can't just ban. Well, in Rhode Island, you're not teaching anything. You're not right. teaching the good. What you're, you're, you and the General Assembly just passed this civics bill that is essentially saying you don't actually have to teach history so much as get your students to go be activists. That's in the, just crazy, ridiculous legislation. That's where it's going. And, and if the, the news, if the news media were objective, and I, I mean, granted, I have my own biases, but I think if the news media were objective, they would be focusing on that. If somebody says we have to teach the good and the bad, as a journalist, I ask, are they teaching the good? <laughs> what are you teaching right now? Right now you're teaching you're, you're teaching nothing or you're teaching the bad. So all you're going to be teaching is this slanted Howard Zinn oppressor and oppressed narrative about history. That just isn't true. So that's, that's a big thing. And another thing I, I, I just can't believe the news media doesn't dig into at all. Well, they do when it's conservatives. If you're a conservative, as we saw with Nicole Solis in, in, um, in South Kingstown, yeah. if you're conservative, suddenly they look for who's pulling your strings, who's giving you money. But if yes. you're progressive, they don't, if you're progressive, they don't say, they're, they're not curious at all. Oh, who, how is it that all of a sudden the, the school committee meeting was completely filled with this activist group, with the teachers unions? Are these people actually from Westerly? They don't ask these questions. They don't walk around the crowd and say, oh, are you local? Like, you know, let me get your name and your address. You know, uh, that's the kind of thing you would expect journalists to do. Um, they, they just don't because they're, they're on board. They like, they like to report on the culture war and they like to do it because they're pushing one end of it. Justin, also, um, I thought remarkable firsthand account from the Providence teacher. I'm actually going to be interviewing her uh, later today, uh, Ramona Bessinger, about exactly that, what it was like, uh, how she started to watch the students starting to react to her, how how even other teachers were then reacting to her, how the white teacher suddenly becomes the enemy. They're calling her America. Um, you know, suddenly everyone just starts to, no one will stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. Uh, it, it, it's tough enough trying to keep control in a Providence middle school classroom, let alone now when just the nature of, it really seemingly becomes certain teachers and the students against this particular one uh, white white. Uh, teacher. Yeah, and I, you know that's that's me is by design. We ought to, we ought to take notice, especially in Providence, where we're, we're as we discuss almost every week. We're two years out now from that devastating Johns Hopkins report. Yeah, uh, we had a year and two years of 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 you know, dealing with the distraction with the contract and with process. Now we're getting this distraction with critical race theory, which is another way to to kind of muddy the waters and not have anybody ask well what are we doing that's not that's that's not working for our students instead it's all about systemic racism you know if you want systemic racism look to the teachers union and they what they've imposed on the city 
schools in Providence. But one thing that, that I think to, to me, the most important thing about uh, Bessinger's testimony, well, first, I mean, with all these controversies we've gotten from the, from all the way from the local to the national level with government agencies doing things and pushing ideas they shouldn't be, the question that always comes to my mind is where are the whistleblowers? And so here we have one in Providence. Yes. And what, what I find most striking, uh, while I was watching the Westerly School Committee the, uh, meeting, there was a teacher, I think he said he was retired, who said, we don't teach any of this racism stuff. This It's just not taught. We don't need a resolution. But what Bessinger is saying is, this is new. We just got this last year. We yep. are now being required to be indoctrinated. The teachers are being divided into white, on the white meeting and then the the non-white meeting, uh, and we're being told what we can. We have to take the the classics of literature off of the shelf and teach this this race theory stuff. This is new. This is something new they're imposing. And again, in Providence especially, they're imposing it in schools that are not succeeding in teaching the basics. That's that's the real problem. I think a lot of this is just to distract and excuse. Um, you know, it's almost like a win-win for the left because you you excuse the failure of some of their most important organizations, the teachers unions, while you also just transform them completely into indoctrination mills. While you have this civics requirement, um, one of the things Patricia Morgan talked about with her legislation was that it was, as I, we discussed at the time, was the Barrington teachers sending their students to testify, even with extra credit. That's right. Uh, and that's that's what we're going to be getting a lot more of. And that's what the, the left likes. If you can give an A to students for going to testify on progressive bills, even though they know not a thing um, and about American history, then you're, you're succeeding if you're a progressive uh, organization. And they love to use the students as pawns. They're just trying to get involved. Uh, I'll even say that, it, you know, if if somehow some of the students had been questioned of, are you getting extra credit for being here and so forth, that they would probably shut that down and attack it. Um, they know how to manipulate and use the youth and know most of the time that a lot of times the media will back down from it. But I also, you know, Justin, this is something else that, you know, I you mark my words when you start to have some of these, uh, you know, athletic games that will start to take place where, you know, you have Central Falls against Boroughville or Mount Pleasant against East Greenwich or things like that. People should not be surprised. Of the, the next natural progression here is there's, there's going to lead to animosity and like race fights out on the road. If this type of thing is going on in the schools, it's not going to be contained there. It It's going to play it, itself out. And if they the students started to show animosity towards the white teacher as a result of this, this indoctrination and in teaching. Then you also see it plays into a white coach or a, a white police officer or a white manager. And they're certainly not preparing the kids for, for life outside of just that school. Yeah. And I, I you raise a good point. I hadn't thought of this before, but I wonder if, if we should start to look for, you know, if there's, if there's a bad call against, um, Yes. against a, a, an athlete of a particular race, you, you'll probably start to get pressure on co on referees and umpires right. to, to make biased calls as a, yep. to fix systemic racism. That's that I could really see happening uh, very soon. You, maybe this fall we'll start to see where we're uh, say a, a non-white athlete trips a white athlete and, and a, the coach never call uh, the ref never calls it on them or something like that, or vice versa where the, the white athlete does nothing and the the ball just goes to the other team. You could really see that kind of stuff happening. And a lot of people kind of suspect it happens, but it's probably just, you know, because refing is a tough job. Um, but yeah, well, that's, that's worth watching. And, you know, before we take a break, but you raise a good point. That is something to watch that also who would want to be a white referee if, you know, now at a basketball game, they're questioning who you call a foul on or football, you make a certain call, whatever it may be that's going to play itself in because if they're going to push back against teachers and against law enforcement or anyone else, if, if race is, everything is about race, there's no way to suddenly put that to the side or, you know, call a timeout on it or, or just say, well, in this instance, it won't. If you are teaching and make everything about race, then everything will be about race. Folks, quick break, a lot more politics. with Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorizing.com right here on the John DeVito show. MEGA truck and trailer repair. Call them today. Commercial trailers, diesel equipment, serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 
336-2110 for MEGA, M-E-G-A, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508 508- 336-2110-508-336-2110. It's MEGA Truck and Trailer Repair. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This summer, let J.K.L. Engineering keep you and your family nice and cool. J.K.L. Engineering. Call them today, 401-351-7600. They're licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. J.K.L. It's going to be a hot summer ahead. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Remember, with J.K.L., 54 years in business, reputation is second to none, especially for technical expertise, customer satisfaction. J.K.L. is an approved National Grid VPI installer. They're also a Navian certified factory dealer. Call J.K.L. for a system replacement, oil to gas for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available this summer called jkl engineering right now remember they do it right they do it right the first time they'll keep you and your family or your employees nice and cool call jkl 401-351-7600 remember jkl engineering licensed in rhode island and massachusetts a carrier factory authorized dealer it's jkl call them 401-351-7600 this summer stay nice and cool with J.K.L. Engineering, 401-351-7600. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, Managing Editor, AnchorRising.com. Justin, I also, um, before we move into another number of other topics to talk about, but I've yet to see, you tell me, but I'm waiting for the first any type of negative story about any of the activists or Black Lives Matter locally, because so far, unless I've missed it, they basically are still enjoying a complete, whether you want to call it a honeymoon period, or they're getting a complete free ride, and you you just can't find any negative local media coverage, local now, regarding the organizations, no matter what they, they do or say or or anything like that. I'll just give a good example, you know, the Boston Globe had the story with uh, with Brother Gary of Black Lives Matter and then talking about the rise of the Moors. And then in the story, the very bottom of the story, he, he comes out and says, not only does he support them, but he his solution is he thinks they should start handing out handguns to black families in South Providence. Now, like talk about burying the lead. You had to like dig into the story. If that was reverse, if that was like Trump supporters, they, they would have had it in the headline. So it's almost like let's cover for, oh, you know, maybe he didn't exactly mean that or, you know, I don't want him to be like they're, they're absolutely running cover for even when they say things or do things that are that, again, it's a complete double standard. Yeah, well, absolutely. And I think that's that's one half of oh, the, the issue you're raising in, in the edu- uh the reporting on, on these issues is a lot of the journalists, especially the younger ones who fresh out of indoctrination school, um, really do think they're on the same side. And that manifests, you know, not necessarily in an overt bias, but exactly what you play up, what you play down. If you go into a story thinking, these are the good people, these are the bad people, yeah. if these people riot, it's mostly peaceful. I'm going to look at all the people who didn't riot, 
that if, if these people ride over here, I'm going to, if five of them ride, I'm going to focus on those five and make them define the entire event. And they, you know, they've been getting worse and worse on this for years. And I, I think we're really seeing that come to an edge. They just agree. And so when you're, when you forgive your friends, you know, when, when your friend does some, steals something at the store, you go, ah, you know, you shouldn't do that, but whatever, you know, sh let's share it with me. If you, if somebody you don't like, you go report them to the cop down the street. I mean, that's, that's kind of the attitude they have. The other half though, I think is a lot of the older journalists especially are probably i don't know if they're they even are conscious of it but i'm sure they're, they're they're intimidated by the fact that if you do dig into this kind of thing i mean look it was gene valicenti wasn't it who who made a comment about a uh what's her name the the black senator tiara uh, mack yeah tiara mack looking fierce which she was clearly trying to do yes <laughs> he made a comment and he became attacked his show was edited and, and taken yeah. off the air for a week i mean that's that's a big hit to your career if you start actually reporting on these folks. And, you know, this is, it's one of the steps that starts to lead you to a, a totalitarian kind of or fascistic environment where you can't report on one side. You can't report anything bad about them. And we've, we've been seeing more, more and more of this from the local to the national level. And it's one of the more disturbing developments of the past few years. Also, we, um, Mayor Lorza has announced, just get your thoughts on it, but Mayor Lorza, now it seems like his plan, he tapped into the national outfit and he's going to, and, and there's no other word to describe it, but he's going to hold a lottery for over 100 families in Providence uh, who are now going to get the, the monthly stipend. Uh, Justin, it, it should be described as a lottery because it is a lottery. Uh, it's only for a year. I, I don't know how anyone ignores this or sees this, that this is not a gimmick to try to get votes as he's um, running for governor. But I think you just go down a, a bad path to say that a lot of the people, you know, this is going to be to help them month to month. Maybe they need to get a car fixed. Maybe they needed to pay a doctor bill. You know, that's all like in an ideal world, Pollyannish, but more likely than not, you're just building in yet another crutch for individuals. These are, people that get Section 8 housing, they get EBT cards, they get fuel assistance. I mean, there's plenty of government programs for him now to kind of set up his own. Um, I'm, I'm still trying to see where there's a positive element to this other than you're just you're building more people to have need and have a lean on government for for extra income. Yeah, it's almost not not a, a crutch so much as a lounge chair. What it, yes. it makes me think of uh, the, these instances always make me think of the old Batman movie with Michael Keaton and Jack Nicholson as the as the Joker. And at the end, the Joker's throwing money around just before he gasses the city, saying, "Money, money, money! I'm giving out free money." And where's the Batman? I, that's what it makes me think of. Uh, and it, it really is just I'm the guy giving you stuff. I'm, yeah. It's turning it's turning poor people into a special interest to vote for him and get credit from largely national millionaire uh, progressives. One thing that struck me about his announcement that I thought was much, much more significant, and I watched the video closely to make sure he wasn't telling a joke because it's that ridiculous. Uh, but the quote is, if there's one thing that causes poverty, it's the lack of money. No, that's, that's actually a logical confusion. That's the definition of poverty. That's not a cause of poverty. Right. But I find this significant. I wrote about this on Anchor Rising because it's, it to me goes right to the progressive attitude, which is fix the symptom. Okay, people don't have enough money. They're poor. Give them money. There's problem solved. And it doesn't work. You know, we're having violence on the streets. Take guns away. It, it doesn't work. You never fix the actual problems. And in this case, I think it could be devastating because, you know, human beings do need to strive. We need to grow. I mean, that's why I call, I'd rather call it a lounge chair than crutches. It's, yeah. it's, not, it's not to help people get on their feet. It's to say you are, a, especially if a program like this is made permanent, as we're seeing uh, Biden try to do nationally with the child tax credit, which now is deposited as a, a monthly stipend from the federal government. Uh, if you're doing that, you're not just helping people get over a hurdle. You're making them dependent. You're giving them a baseline that they rely on you for all the time. And that's a that, that's crippling for, I think, for the, for the, for motivation, for the, the feeling of people that they can achieve on their own merits. And I, th I think that's key to what progressives want to accomplish. They want everybody dependent and everybody going back to them and having to vote them into office in order to get that fix of, of that infusion of a little bit of cash from the government. And it's, it's really terrifying. You know, before we take the break, when I was in college, one spring break, we were out in Los Angeles 
And uh, we actually, one of the guys I was with wanted to go. So we actually went to one of the tapings of The Price is Right. And Bob Barker was the host. And so you, before you go in, there's four of you across. And you go, and you all have a number on you. You're wearing a number. Every person that you see in the audience, you go in front of. And there's a table full of people. And they ask a couple, one or two questions of the different people. And then with your number, that's within... They seat you, and then that's how the camera knows where to go. But right as we were about to go in, one of the people in the show said, like, I hope you guys don't really think you're going to get picked. And I said, why wouldn't we be picked? And he said, because college students don't, don't watch the show. And when you watch the show, who do they have? They have a lot of times it is people that are poor, people that maybe are older, the, the winners, the people chosen on The Price is Right, where they jump up and down and they can't believe it and they race down and, you know, the audience is trying to help them out. And then the showcase and the whole thing and um, the, the winners, the people chosen have to look like the people that watch it. And they weren't wrong. College students generally did not watch The Price is Right. And then when you watch it, it's always exactly that. It's it's people that are maybe, you know, you know, not that well off, maybe a little heavy set. Uh, there's a certain they know who they're looking for, but it's all set up and they know who would make a good winner in the whole thing. So that's what it kind of reminds me of is Alorza knows who he's looking for, that he wants to make the lottery winners with uh, as he's going to give out the money. Folks, another quick break. A lot more. Justin Katz. It's politics this week on The John DePietro Show. J. Perry Paving always provides high quality fair pricing, exceptional service, residential, commercial, seal coating patios, get your driveway paved. Letter J, J Perry Paving. 20 years experience specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, and general masonry projects. J Perry Paving, they offer free estimates. Call them today at 401-732-1730. 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. It's J Perry Paving. Get your driveway paved. And if you're a veteran, no one has a better package for veterans than J Perry Paving. Whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, J Perry Paving has your back. Check out the benefits of investing in asphalt paving. Affordable, smooth, safe to drive on, aesthetically appealing. Asphalt can be recycled, reused. Call them for a free quote today. 401-732-1730. J Perry Paving, a licensed insured contracting company. They will meet your needs no matter how big or how small. And no one treats veterans better than J Perry Paving. Call them today, 401 401- 732-1730, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. Summer's here. You want to stay nice and healthy for you and your family? Pop in and see Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call her at 401 401- 305-3585. It's my health. Right in that old white church, di- diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, it's my health, where you're going to find vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like Isaee, honey, maple syrup, Octave Skin Brushes, also over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices that can be purchased by the ounce, plus box herbs and teas, it's my health where you'll find hemp and CBD products for oral and topical use, natural skincare products, hair care, hair care products, essential oils, body oils, and soaps. It's my health. Stop it and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland, or call her 401-305-3585. Shop local and stay healthy with It's My Health right across the street from Davenport Restaurant. 
Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorrising.com. Justin, one quick note. You have the situation with the uh, apartment building in the Edgewood section of Cranston, actually right down the street from where I grew up. And there was an unsafe balcony, so they moved all the tenants out. And it was so bizarre because Black Lives Matter PAC had a press conference there. And I thought, why are they there? They don't have – there's no racial – animosity or accusations or anything like that and then lo and behold and i have a posting of this on my website petro.com they're trying to raise money <laughs> intimating that they somehow are helping the residents of this apartment complex that because of an unsafe balcony i think it's wrong the landlord moved them all out the mayor of cranston mayor hopkins has been all over it and uh you know he was even up meeting with governor mckee trying to help these people because they're going to be out of there for three months but again, the, the rest of the media just like, oh, there's Black Lives Matter. There they are trying to help these. They, they don't have the resources. They don't have budget. They don't have – I mean there's like you know Red Cross and certain uh, groups that are equipped for that. But I, I see it as nothing more as they figured, hey, this might be a way to quickly raise some money. Well, yeah, raise money and also an imaging thing. I mean these yes. – these... These groups, and as we discussed, the news media is not reporting on them as if they are funded activist groups, but You're that's right. what they are. Uh, they they want to keep this idea that they're grassroots, that they're local, that they help people. They're not all about the politics and going after cops. Um, that's that's you know classic strategy. You see from you know. For, you see from labor unions, they, they are often out there doing charitable things because they want to be able to promote that. Or if you think of um, legislative grants from the General Assembly, you know, they give the, their favored politicians money to go be seen throwing it around town as if they're helping people. And that's that's really, I think, indic indic indicative of the that this is their job. These are not folks who are out there, you know, working the nine to five job during a day and then going out and protesting like good citizens in the afternoon, they're sitting around probably with decent paychecks saying what's in the news? How can we get in the news? Who's got the media hit? And I'm sure they're being, they're being supported by progressive organizations that have, they're helping them track media hits, helping them track uh, revenue, helping, helping them be a professional activist organization. And I, that's the untold story in a lot of this is, that and I, that's kind of a tell, and I maybe maybe they maybe they'll pull it back a little bit because they, you among others have, have, have uh, you ahead of others have have caught them on this, you know, really just uh, just maybe overstepping the line of proving that they're just they're just another progressive organization. Uh, another Providence police officer, this time uh, the officer who is seen on video by one of the participants on the Sale Street thing. We go back to that June 29th, the Tuesday night. And it's, it's uh, Officer Horan, and he has pepper spray out, and he's saying, who wants some more of this? And he's because he's trying to get them back on the sidewalk. Well, because of that, Mayor Alorza decided he was too aggressive. He's just been suspended 10 days without pay. But as a result of that, a GoFundMe account springs up, and within 48 hours, they raised 20 thousand dollars the original goal was five thousand now there were people the activists the other side there was a gofundme by the way for the family the original family no one in the media would report on that that there was a gofundme set up and they raised fourteen thousand they said you know because they were harmed and beaten and the white supremacists and all this other stuff all none of it proven true but um i think it's very telling that when the public jumped in the public was very vocal on basically who they supported in this. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on this business of the police officer being suspended and then their reaction with the GoFundMe account. Yeah, they. Uh, we, we've discussed how the that family and then progressive activists helped with the, by the media have really turned turned just a, a normal, not normal, but a, a police action where you know things get heated when you're trying to stop two families from brawling. Uh, they turned that into a a controversy. First, the family claims there was be abuse and beatings. Then the police to combat that put out their full video. So then the progressives in the news media go comb through that and look for anything. And this is one of the first things they found was that you know who wants some more. And to me, there's a a, a lot big level of, of almost ignorance in the news media you know you if you you could find experts to, to 
talk about language. And one of the things that phrase does, if he's in the action of beating people up and saying, who wants some more? Yeah, that's that would the beating up part would be the indication. But linguistically, that's a really useful phrase. It's, it says, one, I will spray you again. Right. And two, it's up to you. <laughs> if you who wants some more, if you don't want some more, back up. If you do be aggressive that I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with that phrase, particularly in the context of trying to break through people who are who are brawling and on a hot day. So the, the idea that that's over the line, I think, is is kind of a reckless one to insist because I, I this is you're going to start seeing police officers just not even bother anymore or not even become police officers because if you can't say something like that in the heat of trying to control a crowd then you're in big trouble but i do kind of the interesting part of the uh of the gofundme i it's almost uh, like watching a natural social science experiment yeah. as as people uh not it's not only the competition but as as cancel culture rises up people are actively trying to push back by just giving people money to protect you know it used to be if these wouldn't even be news stories let alone cost you your job or whatever now now it is and people are starting to rise up and i thought it was interesting as you noted the the police officers at about 20,000 over 20,000 the province family is still under 14 um <laughs> the actually and they've they've been out for a couple of weeks anyway oh yeah but he's he's got more than 100 more individual donations uh to to his cause and just in case anybody's wondering the the family actually has a higher average so people are wow. giving, it's more of a grassroots thing. It's not much when you average it over a few hundred people, it's a, like a dollar more. But so it's not, it's not just, you know, the grassroots people and then the rich people are given to the cop. It's actually more like the other way around. Sure. Um, the thing that worries me on the bigger scale is we've already seen over the year, the recent years, uh, organizations like GoFundMe, the progressives turning their attention to GoFundMe and pressuring them to cancel yes, uh, these I accounts. Yes, I saw that. So that's, that's already so going that's, on now. Yes. Yeah, so that, that worries me that you'll you'll hobble one side of the debate, almost like we were talking about with race in the schools. Yep. You'll you'll hobble one side of the debate and one side of this this really kind of almost healthy natural social science experiment of people, you know, de- democratically helping people they think need help. Uh, that so that's the that's one thing that I'm worried we'll start to see once the once the progressives start getting their hat handed to them by the people, they'll try to shut down that that venue as well. That's right. That's an excellent point. And I did see these people tweeting at GoFundMe. How can you do this? This You're promoting white supremacy. You're promote like all this up there. Answer, if they feel they're, quote, losing is to you got to end the game. Then they can't compete because otherwise, you know, we should not lose. And Justin, finally, uh, Governor McKee um, quietly did. Well, not about quietly, but did some vetoes. And one of them was this uh, auto body shop uh legislation so didn't make a big deal it was passed it was terrible legislation but just uh any any thought on that that all in all he didn't make any big uh showdown or any popping circumstances then just quietly vetoed the bill you almost wonder if it was kind of a a rigged game where you know he knew that they were going to pass it but then house and senate leaders knew he was also then just going to veto it well, sure. I mean, these auto body bills are almost like uh, they're they're as Rhode Island as coffee milk, right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's really you you could you know you're from Rhode Island if you've heard of auto body <laughs> bills like these. But the the one thing I mean, I hope to see more of this sort of thing from McKee, and it's kind of the the attitude we those of us on the right or even not as far left. Um, kind of hope we'll see from a, a business savvy governor like McKee. Uh, the, the one other side of it that was Raimondo also vetoed an auto body bill. Uh, so, it, I mean, these, these legislations are an annual tradition and they're, they're abusive. They're really aggressive. There's a reason the auto body, body companies give tens of thousands of dollars to politicians in Rhode yep. Island. Uh, and so it, it is kind of an easy one for governors who want to at least keep a foot in the business community to veto. So hopefully, hopefully it's not just the annual here, governor, here's one you can get credit for vetoing, uh, you know, lob up on up in front of the net. Hopefully that's not what it is. It's actually an indication of a direction he'll go when he feels he has political, uh, some political security. Uh, but it, it's, it's worth noting and, and hopefully people will keep on him to keep those sorts of actions going. Folks, he's the managing editor, anchorising.com. Justin Katz, Justin, great job. Uh, we're making our way through summer and we'll talk to you again. Thank you, John. Enjoy the day. Calvino, call for a free consultation today, 401 
785-9400 or online fightbackcalljack.com where you or a friend or a member of your family in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall, workplace injury, fight back, call Jack, free consultation, 401-785-9400. 50 years personal injury law experience and his office, 100 years combined total with the staff. Fight back, call Jack, 401 401- 785-9400. It would be great if you were in an auto accident, motorcycle accident, slip and fall workplace injury, and the other person's insurance company offered to compensate you what they should, but it doesn't happen that way. You need a fighter. Fight back. Call Jack. Free consultation. 401-785-9400. Jack Calvino. 401-785-9400. Or online. Fight back calljack.com back in 2017 you had expressed concerns about the membership of the all-white bailey's beach club said that you hoped it would become more diverse now your family's been members your wife is one of the largest shareholders has there been any traction in that are there any minority members of the club now i think the people who are running the place are still working on that i'm sorry it hasn't happened yet blaming all on his ribs born a blue-blooded snoot his birth was a black tie affair. It's all who you know. Like Klaus von Bülow, he just likes to be seen everywhere. He leads a privileged life with a white privileged wife. At Bailey's, they like their champagne. Life on Bellevue in a state that is blue. <laughs> You'll never hear Shelby complain. He likes clubs with white faces, with the lead waspy crowds, where for decades kept the Jews away. And BLF cannot stay. Well, he's not big on diverse faces. Bailey's Beach Club is his own. Likes the clubs with white faces. Oh, yeah. Do you have concerns in 2021? I mean, obviously, it's been four years. You have remarks on the floor following the deaths of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd saying, you know, hoping to root out systemic racism in the country. Your thoughts on an elite, all white, wealthy club again in this day and age? Should these clubs continue to exist? It's a long tradition in Rhode Island, and there are many of them. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist yankee tree service they provide various tree services including tree removal pruning land clearing stump grinding and bobcat service check out their website yankeetreeservice.com whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding yankee tree service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps tree pruning you know many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down the licensed arborists with yankee tree service they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree emergency service or bucket truck service they'll get up in the bucket call yankee tree service today for a free quote 401-439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com 